with a closer look at the news and events affecting Prince George. Welcome to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Good day, everyone, and welcome to the Thursday edition of After 9. We're so happy today to be able to bring you a very interesting show about road safety. We're going to be talking tires, and uh, we're going to be talking with YRB and a lady named Amber Cross from Busker's Merch. Today we're going to start out with uh, TJ from Mr. Quick, right up on the Hart Highway there. You know, the roads seem bad these days. There's challenges driving, the grades seem a little off, there's a little more water on the roads. So what's, uh, what's going on? We're going to talk about uh, what are good tires to have, TJ. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing very well, thank you. Yourself? I'm doing not too bad. A little nervous, like I was saying, this is new for me, so <laughs> I'm just kind of breaking it down here. Absolutely, yep. Yeah, so um, can you give us a bit of a hint on, you know, I'd just be interested in finding out about uh, what's your best set of tires to be getting on for the winter. They talk about the the um, snowflake and the mountain on them. What, what's, what's your take? Um, well... You know, there's a lot of uh, really good tires out there that don't break the bank. There's, uh, you know, we, we sell every major make and model of tire. Um, but we also sell lots of economy tires as well that, uh, you know, are, are easy on the bank account and work very well. Uh, we sell, you know, 10 sets of the economy tire to every set of the, you know, uh, major brands that everybody hears about. Um, so... You know, there, there's tons of options for people to get into winter tires, and uh, uh, you know, we highly recommend it. It's uh, with with uh, the road conditions and and a lot of uh, melting and freezing going on. Uh, we we definitely recommend a uh, you know heavily siped tire um, that uh, that is designed for snow and ice. You know, I mean, you can run a M&S tire and be legal, but uh, you know. The, the performance isn't there when it comes to the snow and ice that we get nowadays. So, True, true. And and making a decision, I mean, you've got a front-wheel drive, a rear-wheel drive. Um, what's what's your uh, best options for those two types of vehicles? Is there certain types that are good? Do you want studded, unstudded? Uh, well, it, yeah, there's pros and cons to both. Um, you know, obviously having studded tires, they're noisy, they're... Um, you don't want to put them on too early. You don't want to take them off too late, uh, you know, because they wear out. Uh, the studs will wear out um, prematurely if you if you run them on dry pavement on in, in warmer weather as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the, the, the tire technology now, um, there's lots of tires out there that are studless that perform as good as a studded tire. Um, so, you know, it's, it's really uh, buyer preference. Well, could you give me an example of that, perhaps, what might be a tire that's preferable to a studded tire? Um, so if you go with, like, a Blizzak, a, a Bridgestone Blizzak, say, they, you know, they claim to perform as good as a, uh, as a studded tire, um, which, but they are quite a bit more money. So uh, having said that, you can, you can buy an economy tire and stud it and still be quite a bit less than buying, uh, say, a Blizzak. True, true, but then, of course, if we've got a bit of a dry season, like you said, it can run into a lot of troubles with that. Um, is uh, there a reasonable facsimile to a Blizzak at, at a reasonable rate, or what is it that makes them so much more special? Uh, just the compound they're made of. They're, they're a really soft compound, and they have, uh, 
pretty remarkable tread technology. Like they do, they do outperform, uh, you know, say a Hercules Avalanche non-studded um, or or a, or a Hankook non-studded. They are a, a superior technology for sure. Oh, I see, I see. And you said softness is an issue as well. Yep, they're a softer compound tire, and uh, you know they they do work remarkably well. I have a set on my own vehicle, and uh, um, having run those versus uh, uh, you know uh, an M and S tire mm-hmm. is uh, a huge, huge difference. Really, really well. They work really, really well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, that's a thing to be taken in consideration, the softness of the tire if there's uh, um, not as much snow. If the roads are drier, that's going to be a huge issue too for your wear and tear on that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You, you, I mean, you don't want to run them all year. You want to take them off uh, in, in the spring and put them on in the fall, right? That's, uh, that's uh, pretty key to getting longevity out of those tires. True, true. So instead of flipping them, might be better to have an extra set of rims for yourself, eh? <laughs> oh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely is the way to go. I mean, the initial cost is up there to, to get a set of rims and tires. Uh, but if you're going to keep a vehicle for, you know, five plus years, it, it does pay for itself. Uh, you don't have to pay, you know, in excess of $100 to get your tires swapped back and forth. Um, it's, you know, 40 to $50 and it takes, you know, 15 minutes versus an hour to an hour and a half. So the, uh, there's a, a huge, uh, pro to having two sets of, of wheels. Truly, truly. And I guess to just make sure that they're balanced as well, right? Like you're going to want to have your tires balanced before you put them on. That's another trick. Um, yeah, if, if you have two sets of tires and rims, you, you balance them once essentially, um, in most cases, you can just balance them uh, when you put them on uh, for the first time, and then uh, once you once you've done that, you can swap your tires back and forth uh, without having to balance them again. Right, right. So, um, and uh, thickness is an issue. How the width of your tire is is big thing. You don't want wide, wide tires in the winter. I was told that it's better to have a narrower tire. Uh, yeah, if, if you um, go with uh, a skinnier tire, it, it has a, you know, a, a greater uh, uh, ground pressure, so it does stick to the road better than a wide tire. That's, that's a handy thing to have. Um, do you have any other tips or tricks that might be uh, something people should know about when they're, when they're looking at purchasing tires? Um, basically just go talk to your tire guy, you know, uh, he, they, they know, you know, the ins and outs of what is, what works best for your vehicle, whether it be an all wheel drive, front wheel drive, uh, rear wheel drive, you know, we're going to be able to set you up with what you need for your vehicle specifically to you and your vehicle and, mm-hmm. uh, what you're using your vehicle for. So, um, you know, you can swing down and, and talk to us or any other, uh, tire shop anytime and, uh, get the best the best knowledge that you can right yeah for sure and you guys have expanded i see you're not just doing oil changes and you're you're putting tires on now and you're doing regular automotive stuff and boy i was sure happy with my service when i came in and got my tires flipped over you guys seem like a happy crew down there just a given her (laughs) yeah yeah we appreciate hearing that um we we do all all uh makes models we do uh, at the heart location uh, i should specify we do uh, all mechanical repairs, uh, brake shocks, struts, um, everything except wheel alignments. We, we send the, uh, those out. But, um, 
yeah, we, you know, we're a happy crew. Everybody gets along and, and we're fast and efficient. And, sure uh, are. you know, we, we like hearing that when people say, uh, you know, compliment us on our, our fast, friendly service. That's, uh, that's key in this business, right? So, um, yeah, we like hearing that and, uh, we welcome anybody to come and, and talk to us free of charge and get a, any information that they want on tires or their vehicle, um, repairs at all. Right on. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and you hang on the line and you talk with us a little bit more, TJ, or are you off to work or what are you doing here? Um, it's, it's really up to you. I can uh, stay on the line if you want or I, I do have a fair bit of work to get done, but uh, we'll, we'll leave that up to you. Okay, well, stick on the line and we'll be back here in a couple of seconds with uh, some more of uh, TJ, the owner-operator of Mr. Quick on the Heart. Do you like a good bluegrass song? Enjoying hearing music from the likes of Bill Monroe, Rhonda Vincent, and the Lakeside Ramblers? Then tune in to Back Porch Pickens Sunday evenings at 5 on 93.1 CFIS-FM for an hour of great bluegrass old and new. I'm Corey Walker and I'm thrilled to take you on a musical journey each week as we explore the world of North American bluegrass. Catch Back Porch Pickens Sunday nights at 5 only here on 93.1 CFIS-FM. The Canadian Centre for Occupational Health and Safety has some tips for people operating a restaurant during the current pandemic. Among the suggestions, promote home delivery, pre-ordering or curbside pickup. Use signs and markings to control the flow of people in the restaurant. Limit the number of customers allowed in at one time and provide a waiting area outside with markers designated safe physical distancing. And remove large condiment containers from tables, replacing them with single-use items. For more tips on pandemic-related health and safety, go to ccohs.ca. Hi, I'm Tom Savage. We love our Spotify. We love our Apple Music. It's a wonderful thing to have all the music in the world at your fingertips. But the big downside is that these streaming services pay fractions of a penny per streamed artist, and that doesn't buy a lot of groceries. So if you're really digging in an album, reach out to that musician or band, make a donation, buy some physical merchandise, help them keep creating great music for you. We can't rely on giant corporations to do the right thing. We as music fans need to put our own value on music. Let's keep that creative engine going. Construction is underway on the expansion of the mausoleum at Memorial Park Cemetery. Construction of this new facility will require periodic disruption of access to the mausoleum. To keep informed about the project and possible facility closures or hour changes, subscribe to Facilities, Updates and Closures at princegeorge.ca. Further information and details about the Mausoleum Phase 2 expansion can also be found on the city's website. The expansion of the Mausoleum is expected to be completed by early next year. Featuring the people who make things happen in Prince George, you're listening to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Well, hello, we're back again today on After 9 with uh, TJ, the owner-operator of Mr. Quick on the Hard Highway. So I got one quick question here for you. Um, A lot of people don't purchase new tires. They buy used tires. Um, Can you give any examples of what you definitely shouldn't be buying? Uh, Is there any bad brands? Um, Brand-wise, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, you know, cheaper brands out there that, you know, you probably have never heard of. Uh, they tend to, you know, they, they don't tend to balance very well. They, you know, they, they just, I don't know, it's just not a great idea to go buy uh, some uh, brand that you've never heard of before. Maybe, you know, if you are looking on Kijiji or Craigslist uh, for a set of used tires, maybe come and talk to uh, us or another tire shop and ask about 
the specific brand that uh, that you're looking at buying, and we can you know kind of tell you in our experience what we've seen with them. Um, for sure, some of the cheaper brands are, are they have uh, blemishes and defects and uh, and are typically really difficult to balance properly. So it's a good idea to come and talk to a professional before you buy them. Definitely, eh? I guess a person could give a quick call and say, hey, I got these online. What do you guys think of them? Is that a possibility for folks out there? Absolutely. Give us a call. Uh, it's We don't charge anything uh, for information. It's, it's all free. Um, we have seen in the past people buying tires on, on again, Kijiji or Craigslist that, uh, you know, they bring them in to get balanced or... Um, or mounted and they have holes in them, you know, like somebody's gone and taken them from a tire pile uh, at a tire shop. And what most tire shops will do is drill holes in the sidewall so that they can be resold because there's obviously something wrong with them, right, uh, to begin with. So, uh, you, you know, buyer beware when it comes to buying used tires off of uh, the internet for sure. Truly, truly, I guess. And another important thing that I learned uh, quite a long time ago uh, from a tire shop, which a lot of people don't realize, is how you store your tires is important to their longevity. You should not stack your tires on top of each other, but set them vertically as they would be sitting on a car when you're storing them. Is that um, yeah, there's, there's some, some truth to that. You can stack them um, vertically or or put them horizontally, whatever you like. The biggest thing is, is keep them out of the sun. Oh, okay. uh, the, the sun is, is huge for tire deterioration. Like you don't want to, you don't want to put them outside in direct sunlight. You want to have them, if they are outside, uh, you know, a lot of people put them in their garden shed or under their deck. Uh, if they are outside in the elements, you should put a tarp over them or, uh, you know, a piece of plywood over them and just make sure that they're covered from uh, direct sunlight. Oh, that's, that makes sense. So what was the logic behind uh, someone telling me don't store your tires horizontally, always have them standing? Is it, uh, Somebody said the walls uh, pop out or they get warped, but I guess that's the sun thing too as well that would create that. Yeah, I, uh, to, for me, I don't see any reason why you couldn't stack them, uh, you know, vertically or, or horizontally. It should make no difference at all. Um, you know, make sure that they're aired up. Uh, when you put them away and then uh, when you go to put them back on if they're uh, uh, on rims just make sure that uh, you know you record the pressure and then in in the fall or the or the spring whatever it be uh, make sure that the air pressure is the same so that you know if you have a leak or not right yeah yeah that it's holding holding well well cool so um are you are are you guys affiliated with mr quick down in town and uh, what's what's up with that are you guys a different store or you're part of a same franchise uh same same uh, owners oh, cool. uh, chris chris at the downtown shop is uh, our manager down there a really stand-up guy um anybody that uh that goes and talks to him will will see that um very knowledgeable. Again, they sell tires down there. Uh, they mount them. They balance them. They do anything to do with the tire, um, but they don't do any mechanical, uh, you know, repairs, brakes, and stuff like that. That's uh, the heart location only. Right on. Yeah, you guys have got a good thing going on there and downtown here. I I believe it's just not as big down there for them to be able to pull all that stuff off. Am I correct? Yeah, that's right. They you know they have a, a pretty big crew and and a good crew and. Uh, you know, just like us, they they work really hard to get everybody that they can in and out, and uh, you know, again, fast, friendly service. So, 
Right on, right on. So what are your hours up there? Um, we are 8 to 6, Monday to Saturday. We are closed Sundays. Excellent. That's the thing to do. You guys need a rest. You work so hard up there. Holy smokes, you're just a givener, I noticed. Yep, yep. And, uh, you know, working 10-hour days, uh, it, 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 the entire season, it's definitely a lot. You know, we, we work hard and, and long hours, so. Definitely, definitely. So do you have any tips for anybody out there that you can think of that we haven't gone over so far uh, to do with tires and how you should be dealing with your vehicle other than don't tailgate? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, definitely drive defensively. Um, You know, and, and, you know, the the, the tire thing goes back to, uh, for me anyway, is you can be the best driver in the world, but you don't know... You know, there's other people on the road that, um, you know, can impact what happens to you day to day. You know, if somebody loses control in front of you and you have to stop, uh, you know, in a, in a really short time, a winter tire can definitely affect whether you can or not. You know, and, and anybody can drive down an icy road with a all-season tire uh, and keep it on the road probably straight, but... It's what happens that's out of your control that uh, where where a winter tire really comes into play. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I would like to thank you so much, TJ, for coming on the air and enlightening us all about uh, about the importance of tire safety. Uh, no problem at all. The pleasure was all mine. Wonderful. Well, thank you, and bye for now. Bye for now. Bye. Advocate Life and Education Services recently launched their first-ever virtual fundraising gala. If you missed the live event, a recording of the one-hour presentation is still available online at virtualbanquet.ca. Online donations are still being accepted at changehearts.ca. This is part of their ongoing fall campaign, and supporters are encouraged to host a watch party for the gala. The Advocate Life and Education Services virtual fundraising gala. Check it out online at virtualbanquet.ca. Seasonal closures at select parks and outdoor civic facilities are now in place. The gate at the entrance to Connaught Hill is closed to traffic. The outdoor public washrooms at Duchess and Clayton Memorial Parks are also closed, as is Massage Place Stadium. Motorists are reminded that winter on-street parking restrictions are now in place for residential areas, the downtown, and Priority One roads and hills. Full details on snow removal procedures, park closures, and parking restrictions are available on the city's website at princegeorge.ca. The Indigenous Sport, Physical Activity, and Recreation Council's 2020 Annual Regional Engagement Sessions are coming up. This year's meeting for the Northwest and Northeast regions will be Wednesday, November 25th. Topics to be covered include safety returning to activity and mental wellness during COVID-19, along with iSpark updates. Registration is available at iSpark.ca. That's I-S-P-A-R-C dot C-A. The iSpark Annual Regional Engagement Session for the Northwest and Northeast, Wednesday, November 25th, from 10 to 3. Forecast from Environment Canada. A few flurries this morning, then a mix of sun and cloud. Wind up to 15K. A high of minus 6 with a wind chill to minus 13. Mainly cloudy tonight with a 60% chance of flurries. A wind continuing. A low of minus 8 with a wind chill to minus 14. For Friday, cloudy. A 60% chance of flurries. Wind becoming south 20 in the afternoon. A high of minus 1. Thank you for tuning in and staying tuned to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Well, here we go with another segment of After 9. And this uh, segment, we are going to be talking to Amber Cross from 
Busker's Merch and Diner. It's a very cool new place that's in town. And uh, hello, Amber. Thanks for coming on the air with us. Hey. Hey. So um, you guys are a reasonably new business. You didn't have very much time to get in there before COVID uh, cut in. And it's a, it's an interesting business and delicious as well, by the way. I had your uh, teriyaki stir fry one time and it was like so good. What was your motivation to open open this space? Um, it was, I always had kind of ideas around opening up some kind of business you know, idea changed a little bit over the years. It would just generally kind of around the same stuff and a friend right. of mine kind of talked me into it. Oh, great. So your motivation was entertainment, the food, or the what was what was your it's a great space. I have always been eyeballed and I was jealous when you guys <laughs> opened that because I had those ideas as well and congrats for doing it. What, what, uh, what, what uh, was your your motivation as far as uh, was it the food or was it the entertainment? Um, the entertainment and selling rock merchandise and maybe like I'd thought of doing a coffee shop and then we started looking for a space and we started looking for a place with a kitchen because we were going to do a coffee shop and then we are like well if we've got a kitchen we might as well do a restaurant yeah, it's it's definitely uh, a good spot. There's uh, so much space in there. Uh, how's it been for you with the COVID thing going on? I've I've seen you've been open fair fair bit, but is there live shows that uh, you were having over the last little while, or did you have to curtail those? Uh, we stopped them mostly, just because every time you turn around, the rules change, and it's just been a bit of a challenge. Yeah. Yeah, so um, uh, did, were you able to stay open, or did you have to shut down for a little while? Or We closed down for three weeks, and then we opened back up with takeout and delivery. And then the end of May, they allowed restaurants to reopen limited seating, so we reopened at that point. Excellent, excellent. Glad you did. Um, it's it's a big space, so you're in an advantage there. People aren't going to feel cramped or anything like that. And and is that work to your advantage at all? Um, I believe it does. Yeah, it gives us plenty of room to allow to have a few people in. Yeah, and uh, what do you find the hardest about the protocols and things that you have to deal with as far as uh, being being open into the public? Well, I find the hardest part is that customers don't know the rules that we have to follow. So they come in, you know, sometimes they come in in a big group or and won't stay at their groups of six, and you have to continuously police them. More people want to get up and walk around the dining room, and, you know, that's no longer allowed because... They're expected to stay in their seats, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was <clears throat> out visiting one day with a friend, and we had lunch somewhere, and of course you run into another friend, and I was, oh, hi, how you doing? <laughs> they had to come and tell me to sit down, and it was, it's quite embarrassing, but, uh, you know, you got to do it, and that's how we're all going to stay safe, that's for sure. So I hear you're uh, kind of starting up to have a bit of a show going on here in a little while. You're going to open and see how it goes with that, and we're going to have our own Mike Vagano playing there. Can you tell me a bit about that? 
Yeah, so it's our one-year anniversary, so we're working on getting events going for the weekend. Uh, Friday night, we got trivia. Saturday, we got Mike Fagano. He's doing an acoustic set in the basement. It's by ticket sale, and of course, because of the way we have to set it up, we got to kind of sell it by blocks because there's only so many tables to distance people at, right? Correct, correct. So um, the group size is, what, what is the limitation of your group size allowed to be? The biggest is six. Oh, okay. I was thinking that that's what it was. Yeah. Oh, nice. So that's pretty exciting. The whole concept of live music is just like, woohoo, I was so happy when I saw that he was going to be doing that. Um, so the, ba- the basement, is it as equally big as the upstairs there? I haven't actually been down into the uh, lower portion of the... No, it's not as big as the dining room. It's it's a fairly big room. Our capacity before COVID was 96, and right now I think we're sitting with socially distanced and at about 35 down here. Well, that's all right. I guess you got your staff and, and the musicians and everything to be to be dealing with. What made you decide to do it downstairs rather than in the upper stairs, up, upper floor? Um, just because that way we could still have people in for dinner, but we could have people in, in the basement as well and just get some use out of the basement again. Awesome. Awesome. Are, are you guys licensed? Do you have a liquor license or how does that work? Yeah, we have a liquor license. Excellent. Excellent, excellent. Um, do you have a plan of uh, any any more no shows other than Mike going on, or I guess that might... Uh, we have another guy coming in Sunday, and he's just going to play in the dining room at 4 o'clock until he's done, I guess. Right on, a busker style kind of thing? Yep. Nice, nice. And who would that fellow be? His name's Dave. He's uh, He actually was living abroad for 20 years, so it's... He hasn't been back in Canada for that long. So he should be able to bring us some uh, new and innovative entertainment, hopefully. Yeah, we had him play a couple weeks ago, and he was really good. Excellent. Is it What What does he play? Um, well, he played guitar here, but I believe he does play some other instruments as well. Right on. Is he by, And does he have any other band members, or he's an independent guy? In, independent guy. Right on, right on. So, uh, what type of plans in the future do you have? Um, well, I guess it all kind of depends on what happens with COVID and, you know, restrictions and stuff. If they start easing up, then we'll have more shows. If they don't ease up, then we'll just continue following whatever protocols we have to follow and... Hopefully we can get some more musicians in, you know, um, do the same sort of thing like Mike's doing or the same thing as Dave's doing and do it upstairs. Excellent. Are you uh, going to have more than a one-man act? Do you think you'll bring in an actual... I know you had uh, you used to do independent people like Bryn Porter and, and other shows. What were some of the other artists that you, you had in there on occasion? Um, well, we didn't get to have too many because we just opened the basement up uh, February 15th. So we had the Sunset Strip play downstairs. Ooh. And then um, 
Bryn would come in and do the open uh, mic or jam night on Sundays up in the dining room. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, um, we had lots of stuff booked, but we just had to cancel everything, so we we didn't get to do too many actual shows. We did open mic as well for a little while. Right on, and and were you getting the d- uh, decent crowds, or how was it going in there? Because I'm not sure that everybody knew what exactly was going on when lots of people drive by, but they don't get to uh, kind of know the concept, and some people don't go in. How how was business for you? Um, pre-COVID or right now? Uh, well, pre-COVID, yeah. Were you starting to get a good clientele, or? Yeah, pre-COVID, we were getting a good clientele. It was starting to really pick up in the end of February, March. It was starting to look really good, and then COVID hit, and, you know, things changed. Yeah, boom, what a show that was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now we're now we seem to be facing it again. Hopefully we can uh, cut her down. We'll see how that can go. So, what type of hours are you guys working in there? Are you our regular hours or open for lunch and such? Um, so we have changed our hours a bit for sure. We are now closed Monday and Tuesday. And then um, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday we're open lunch and dinner. Saturday, Sunday we're open breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Awesome. Uh, uh, what types of meals are you serving in there? Is it a, like a burger joint? Or I was mentioning the stir fry, which I really, really enjoyed. And uh, but right now we're not doing the stir fries just because we don't have uh, enough staff to keep up with the extra and not selling enough to make it worthwhile to buy the stuff. I see. I see. Yeah. So Mostly we're a burger joint. And, of course, we have, you know, nachos, chicken wings, your regular appies. Oh, right on. And uh, are you planning on doing some maybe uh, afternoon matinee shows or anything like that? Is there work in the... I know that there's a lot of musicians in this town that would really like to get out and do some live playing. We would like to. Okay, well... We would um, like to get more going, for sure. Um get this weekend going and see how it goes a lot of planning and stuff but the more we can do the better it would be for sure mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah I know there was a couple of places in town some of the pubs that used to do matinees and they did quite well throughout the day and uh, and you guys did say you have a license are you hard alcohol or are you just beer and wine or how does that work for you I, all of the above awesome we, yeah Okay, because everybody needs to get out and have some calming, and and like I said, your space is so big that it's 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 very inviting and open, and you guys are awfully yeah, friendly down there. We are family friendly. It is a restaurant, so it, all our stuff is all ages. Excellent. You getting a bit of the university crowd coming in because uh, of your central location, or how's that work? Um, we were. I haven't really noticed much of it now this year, but I'm not sure if we have the same, you know, as much of a crowd with the university this year as we normally do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess people are all kind of sticking away. So back to this show with Mike Vigano. Um, what time does it start? How much are the tickets? What can people look forward to? And, and uh, how would a person pre-book? So uh, we have tickets for sale here at Buskers. 
They're $10 each. We are suggesting that people, if they're planning on sitting together, that they say, so when they're buying tickets, say we got another two people joining us, they'll be in to buy tickets because we need to book the tables. So we only have so many tables, right? And if we, if they're not booked together, they're going to get set separately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right on. Uh, it does. It starts at 7 p.m. Doors will be open at 6:30. You have to use the entrance from outside down to the basement. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so you don't enter through the regular. There's an outside entrance down there. Yeah. Cause, awesome. Um, event protocol: If it's on a different floor, you have to use a different entrance. Neat, neat. Your washrooms. <clears throat> excuse me. Your washrooms are downstairs in in that space, are they not as well? There's washrooms upstairs and downstairs. Oh, okay, right on, right on. Well, anything else you'd like to say about uh, what you got going on? Tell us about some of your merchandise and things like that. So we sell rock merch. We have T-shirts. Um, we've got patches, stickers, pins. We've just gotten some new stuff in. We've got a few flags and posters and. We're waiting on another shipment in probably about a week of some more merch. Getting our Christmas stock ready to go. Excellent. There we go. Plug for Christmas, everybody. Get down there and check it out if you've got uh, family and young ones or even older older uh, of us rockers that like to have uh, good music. <laughs> Merchandise. It's always handy. So, um yeah, Amber, thank you so much for coming on the air with us here today and talking about uh, your new new business and how uh, how I hope we can help you build it in the future because uh, it, it is a very nice place and I've appreciated the time that I spent in there. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Okay, well, uh, thanks once again to Amber Cross from... Can you give me the full name of your business? Busker's Rock Merchant Venue. There you go. Busker's Rock Merchant Venue. Very interesting space and easily, easily accessible. So uh, keep that in mind as you're looking for entertainment, Christmas presents, and just some really good food. So thank you so much, Amber. We'll uh, let you go now, and uh, good luck with the show this weekend, and I'm hoping to come down and catch it. Thanks. Right on. Okay, you take care. Okay, you as well. Thank you much. Bye for now. The Community Arts Council is holding their AGM at 2 p.m. on November 24th. Those planning to attend will need to register in advance to receive the Zoom meeting link. Current members have been notified by email. If you did not receive an email or would like to become a member of the CAC, visit studio2880.com for contact information. That's the annual general meeting for the Community Arts Council, 2 o'clock Tuesday, November 24th, via Zoom. The United Way of Northern B.C. has completed the final round of funding through Canada's Emergency Community Support Fund. The total allocated was $858,000 to 44 agencies and 55 programs across Northern B.C. The United Way of Northern B.C. continues to strive to fill resource gaps created by the COVID-19 crisis with their Maximum Impact Fund. To help out, visit unitedwaynbc.ca slash donate. More information is available at unitedwaynbc.ca. The United Way of Northern BC. Give. Volunteer. Act. Since 2015,
2015, Vantage Point has been organizing the Building Organizational and Sector Sustainability Conference. It's a chance for leaders in the not-for-profit sector to connect with peers and discuss the diverse range of challenges affecting the sector. Today and next Thursday, Vantage Point is hosting four November Boss events filled with thoughtful public dialogue and collaboration between not-for-profit leaders and stakeholders in preparation for the Boss 2021 Conference scheduled for February 27th to March 5th. Registration details are available at thevantagepoint.ca. Forecast from Environment Canada. A few flurries this morning, then a mix of sun and cloud. Wind up to 15K. A high of minus 6 with a wind chill to minus 13. Mainly cloudy tonight with a 60% chance of flurries. A wind continuing. A low of minus 8 with a wind chill to minus 14. For Friday, cloudy. A 60% chance of flurries. Wind becoming south 20 in the afternoon. A high of minus 1. This is After 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. After 9, we are back on the air, and now we have what we know as YRB. We've got Yellowhead Road and Bridge on the line, and it's Chris Charbonneau. How are you today, Chris? I'm doing great, thanks. Great, great. Well, thanks for coming on the air here and uh, giving us some tips about the road and road safety. Uh, I myself have been a little concerned i'm driving down the road and it's minus 12 or minus 15 out and all of a sudden the road is wet and it's like what's going on with this (laughs) it's a little disconcerting what is that all about uh well there are products that we use um that will um melt ice and snow down to temperatures of about minus 12 um calcium chloride being the main one Usually, uh, temperatures beyond minus 10, we're just using winter abrasive or uh, sand down on the road to provide traction for people, but there are times where, uh, depending on conditions and, um, you know, the weather and the atmospheric pressure, um, that you'll see the, wet, the road being wet beyond those temperatures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's, it's, I noticed it the very first time going down to, um, through Revelstoke, and uh, my aunt had said something about there's beet juice that you're using for, for uh, a road melter as well. As, what's the story on that? Uh, there are some areas in the province that do use that. Um, we don't use it um, in Prince George, but on our Coquihalla contract, um, we do use it there. We actually um, buy the beet juice and concentrate and then cut it with a salt brine and, and use that on the highway for the same reason. We use it as a an anti-ice or a de-icing mechanism, so it keeps the road kind of wet during the early parts of the storm, and then anything beyond, you know, the temperatures of minus 10, we're using winter abrasives to, to provide traction on the road. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So multiple applications, basically, and it's, it's getting, the, we don't just freeze. Back in the day, you know, the roads, it would just, everything would freeze and stay that, but we got a lot of melting, which is just insane, hey? Yeah, the, the change between temperatures is probably the toughest for us um, uh, road condition-wise. I mean, if you get down to minus 10 and you stay there, it, it's great. The, the road is frozen, the, you know, the snow kind of blows around, and you can plow it off quite easy but when you get those temperatures that are hanging around zero and going plus and then negative you know we go through a lot of material uh salts and liquids to try and keep the the roads in safe condition we prefer if it gets really cold and and maybe that'll happen here in the near future but right now these these uh conditions are very challenging yeah fingers crossed on that one for sure so so this is excuse me and and we're going to go on a little more organic route kind of thing with uh with some of the past there were some concerns about kind of polluting or too much salt or how how does how does anything with that make any sense 
Well, we, we still use the same materials that we always have. Um, I mean, the salt the salt is not, uh, and you compare what, you know, the province of British Columbia uses for salt to say somewhere like Toronto, just the city of Toronto or the province of Ontario, it's, it's quite a bit less. Um, the resources here, you know, we're getting our material from those locations and they come here and it's basically dictated by the weather conditions. If we have, you know, the the temperatures that are warranting the use of salt or calcium chlorides, we're putting it out there because our biggest res- responsibility and our main priority is to keep the, the, the highway safe for the traveling public. No doubt, no doubt. Um, it, and uh, <clears throat> how do you find uh, the multiple applications? Do you have to apply it more often or uh, like when it thaws, does it wear off? I mean, you put the stuff on and then maybe have to plow in a little while. Is it's That would be quite a quite a struggle i would suspect yeah the application for the salt is usually it's it's put down on the road to to not melt the snow but it's there to just create the uh, or stop the bond of the snow to the pavement so we'll usually we'll go and salt the road uh we'll leave it there to create that brine and then we'll come and plow that snow off um so you know we won't be salting during the middle of a storm if we're expecting 10 to 15 centimeters we're going to keep plowing throughout the storm and then once the snow stops we go and apply that salt um, so that it can create that bind, that bond or inhibit that bond of the snow to the road, and then we'll come and plow that off after the storm. Right. Wow, I'm glad you clarified that, because I used to think, Jesus, what are they doing here? They're, <laughs> they're uh, you know, plowing, and it looks like it's clear, but that that's, uh, that's very sensible, very sensible. Um, also, I've noticed when I was uh, doing a bit of research on this, I went to the Yellowhead Road and Bridge site, and you guys are quite quite connected and hooked into the province with the uh, road conditions if, if anybody needs to know uh, can you talk about that a little bit you've got an amazing website there yeah absolutely um, uh, we're, we're very proactive and through our contract and the partnership with the Ministry of Transportation we, we keep um, the road conditions up to date as often as we can uh, people I mean a lot of people know and some don't but drivebc.ca is an absolutely great resource for anybody traveling throughout the province it gives you up-to-date road conditions of what they can expect on their travels. You can also have access to hundreds of webcams um, from out throughout the province that show exactly what the road conditions look like. And then if you're tied into any of our areas specifically, uh, you can follow us on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, and we're always uh, reaching out through social media and keeping people apprised of you know incoming storms, what current road conditions are like, road closures, all those types of things. So. We like to make sure that we're getting as much information out to the public, and and it's useful information. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Traveling to Cranbrook last Christmas, we drove through to Alberta, and we get to Jasper, and the Lake Louise area had been closed due to avalanche, and we were (laughs) unaware of that. Do you tie into uh, provincial? Do you go through throughout the different provinces as well, or Uh, does each one have uh, uh, the same type of system that you guys have set up for the different provinces, or...? There is different. There is different ones. Uh, the one for BC is DriveBC.ca. I'm not sure what the one uh, for Alberta is, but they do have a very similar um, system over there. And like I said, it's it's. There's nothing worse than like you said, traveling somewhere and, and driving a few hours only to find a road closure. So, for anybody that is traveling, to use DriveBC.ca and and kind of they say their slogan is "Know before you go." so that uh, you're not getting stuck in a situation where you're having to turn around and head back in a different direction. Yeah, truly, truly. 
That's for sure. Um, so another concern that I'm interested in communicating, I know it's not you guys, but what is the story on the road lines these days? The, the, you know, the lines down the middle of the road, they don't seem to reflect anymore. They seem quite faded. Can you uh, maybe talk about that a little bit? Well, that's um, that's outside of our jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. That would be a, a question for the Ministry of Transportation. Um, they have a separate contractor that um, does the line painting throughout the province, so that's yeah. not something that I'd be able to comment on. Yeah, I guess so, eh? Right on. Well, um, anything else you'd like to add to to uh, the conversation about uh, road safety for the winter? Um, just that, you know, people um, take their time, and, you know, when the roads look black and it's still cold out, it doesn't mean that they're... They're not slippery, and people just take their time um, this winter, and and everybody can get to where they're going safe and utilize drivebc.ca. And if they want to follow us at YRB Fort George on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, there's lots of good information that we're sharing um, daily out there for road users. Right on, right on. Well, thank you so much, and. Uh, um I appreciate it, and like I said, everybody must go to check out that YRB, yes, sorry, (laughs) thank you, right on, well, uh, Reg, you got anything to add to this? I've got my uh, manager engineer here, have you got a question that you might add to Chris? Uh, No. (laughs) No? Okay, well then uh, we're going to take a quick break, and thank you very much, Chris, and uh, basically I guess you'd probably agree with me, if it's freezing rain or whatever, just stay home, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, well, thank you much. You uh, have a good season, and I appreciate your input. Yeah, you too. Take care. You as well. Bye for now. Never mind the hip check. Looks like it's time for a gut check. Western University, the Bridge Strokes Cougars, and the YMCA of Northern BC present Hockey Fans in Training, a free program for men 35 to 65 who love the Cougars and are looking to lose weight and get fit. Hockey Fit is a three-month off-ice program that promotes a healthier lifestyle. Go behind the scenes in the arena and receive training from certified Hockey Fit coaches. To join Hockey Fit, visit HockeyFansInTraining.org. London Drugs is proud to announce the return of its popular Stocking Stuffers for Seniors holiday donation drive. The simple gesture of a gift could mean the world to thousands of seniors who are seeing increased isolation this holiday season due to COVID-19. To support Stocking Stuffers for Seniors, stop by London Drugs by December 16th and take a tag containing a senior's wish list from the tree. Fulfill the items on the list, then drop the new unwrapped items at London Drugs customer service. Check out full details online at londondrugs.com. November is Financial Literacy Month in Canada. Given the financial uncertainty resulting from the COVID-19 pandemic, this year's Financial Literacy Month is focused on helping Canadians understand their finances and make informed financial decisions in challenging times. For their 10th anniversary campaign, the Financial Consumer Agency of Canada is focusing on 10 things you should know during times of financial uncertainty. To access the list and find out more information on Financial Literacy Month, visit Canada the Grizzly Bear Foundation has launched a brand new podcast series. Grizzcast is hosted by Grizzly Bear Foundation Executive Director Nicholas Scapolati and features conversations with naturalists, guides, explorers, and more, uncovering their most intimate grizzly bear stories and delving into what conservation means to them. A new episode of the Grizzcast will be released on the first Monday of each month. The Grizzly Bear Foundation's Grizzcast, available through the Grizzcast link at grizzlybearfoundation.com. 
You're listening to After 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. Hello, hello. Uh, we're back on After 9. I am Echo Wiley. Uh, as you can tell, I'm a little bit new at this. I appreciate that uh, Reg has given me the chance to be be on the air and trying to do my own show here. We're trying to t- figure out what kind of form it's going to take. Um, I personally would like to do a bit of a call-in show. I don't know how Reg feels like that about that. You can try a call-in show, yeah. but you have to be prepared to have no calls. That's the one. That's the one. So I was just uh, wondering if anybody out there listening would be interested in kind of contributing send us an email or give us a call and say yeah that would be a great idea to have a show that actually talked to uh, our listeners about their concerns about what's going on in the community add, add a little bit of that segment um, if anyone was interested so make maybe take note of that and and give us a dingle down here. We are moving here pretty shortly. And not only that, I'll be moving from Thursdays to Mondays for the show that I'm going to be doing here. How are we doing with the move, Reg? Uh, well, we almost have our walls up. Uh, hopefully the next, well, uh, before the end of the week, we will have uh, uh, the framing done. <clears throat> then we'll get uh, the electrical and the phone lines all put in, plus our uh, our network that we're going to need to run everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'll be done hopefully early next week, and then we'll put on the uh, gyp rock and do the insulating and stuff all together uh, so that we uh, don't disturb the rest of the building. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And they don't disturb us because we need a little bit of quiet when we do some well, of our stuff. Well, the building is really quiet. Very, very. So uh, it's, it's more us disturbing them than the other way around. Yeah. Uh, in this building, we, we never really worried that much about uh, uh, outside noise, and we get it quite a bit now with the construction next door as well. Uh, it, it just creates a bit of an ambiance for our, our live shows. It's, it's more a case of not having what we're doing disturbing the rest of the building so that's that's more the key i think right right on it's going to be nice down there we'll have our little fishbowl where people will be able to see us broadcasting it's going to be a a different uh, different thing for the community and i'm hoping that on mondays i will be able to bring in a little bit more conversation about uh things within the community that are happening that may concern people to do with yeah, for Maybe. for the coming week even, right? Because mm-hmm. you're doing a Monday, so uh, perhaps a look back at uh, stuff that happened over the weekend and look forward to the stuff that's coming up. Yeah, yeah, and I was going. even thinking of maybe kind of getting in, like, not that I could ever quite be that... that uh, I don't know, ingrained in the community as Ben Meisner or Kathy Travers, perhaps. But, uh, you know, we could get some communication going on about some things that maybe people really aren't so happy with that we can talk um, openly over the air in a, a decent manner. That's just a thought I had through my head. So if uh, people feel that that's something that they might be interested in doing, uh, talking about the medical or or the roads or the government sorry go ahead rich yeah i was thinking we should move on to a different topic and that being uh uh, the buskers show coming up this weekend Mm -hmm. because that's one thing with our move is that there is an event space down there that we'll be able to utilize so it'll be interesting to see how successful they are with this first show and if it uh if it goes off without a hitch uh, 
you know, that might be a good uh, pattern to follow for other Mm-hmm. Uh, locations to put on shows. Absolutely, as the symphony did. Was it the Prestige that they held there? Yeah, they've been symphony? utilizing the Prestige Hotel, uh, the um, Treasure Cove Prestige, mm-hmm. as a, a new uh, banquet hall, I guess. Oh, showroom they, kind show, of thing? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So that's what they were utilizing. And uh, as we go forward, the like you mentioned, there are a lot of uh, local uh, entertainers that haven't had much to do because of, of a lack of show space and, and everyone shut down so again that's where you know hearing what happens this weekend at buskers how that all pans out will be very interesting to to follow uh, because unfortunately the numbers for covid aren't getting any better no it's, uh, it's crazy total new cases reported yesterday 13 so the active cases in the uh, north is 75 the 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 problem i have though is is it doesn't really we we don't get the kind of in-depth information that we really need about these new cases truly they are opening up i i noticed more and they seem to be having a different type of a reporting system and apparently at 3 p.m this afternoon there's going to be a major announcement made by bonnie henry Uh i was listening to that on the news get ready ready to hunker down yeah Uh, the the thing that uh, that concerns me is is uh, like i i i only associate with a, a certain number of people any given week and most people that I know personally are very cognizant of uh, uh, hand washing and, and social distancing and, and, and masks and when that. you're in a in a busy area. Uh, so then, where are these active cases coming from? Because obviously it wouldn't be it's the people that are taking, transmissions. They're finding mostly? that it's workplace transmissions that are happening. Okay. And but I'm I'm thinking they need to be more specific as to where what is the failing point that caused the uh transmission was it someone who who showed up and didn't wear a mask was it just someone that uh uh, is uh, maybe a conspiracy theorist that thought i don't even need to socially distance Mm -hmm. you know are there individuals that are causing this and is that what we need to be focusing on more well, that's uh, exactly what I thought. And, and the airlines is another thing that's always freaked me out. I'm like, how yeah. can you do that? And they've been announcing, you know, <clears throat> they've even got it that on November 9th and 10th, there was Air Canada flights came in, and they even had it down to the rows that people were sitting in. Oh, yeah. So that's that's an interesting uh, statement in itself to that. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, they also, with the most recent outbreak of the 100 folks that are in the the care facility, and right. in, I'm not sure if it's Abbotsford or where it is, Down but they, mainland, yeah, yeah. they say that that was uh, created by a employee who yeah. came in that tested, but two days after she tested, ended up with, the, you know, she tested negative, oh, okay. and then became positive and in yeah. turn infected, so it's like... And so, where does that person pick it up? Well, and that's just it. Is is uh, there? There's got to with with the precautions in place. What I really need to know is: Are the precautions working? Are the active cases the result of people that are disregarding the precautions? Because if that is the case, then I can feel a lot safer 
knowing that I am following the precautions, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. that's uh, because I, 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 I'm in a book club and, and everyone in the book club is panicking and, oh, we're going to meet by Zoom and, and uh, whatnot. And I'm thinking, okay, well, everyone in the book club is very precautious, very cautious about the, the uh, protocols. Mm-hmm. So there shouldn't really be a problem with meeting as a book club as long as you're only six and you've got enough room to socially distance and whatnot. So then uh, do we become, like the, the people that are taking the precautions, do we then become a little too paranoid that we're, we're shutting our lives down although we're doing all the right things? Yeah. You know, so it's hard to know what... Uh, very much where so. to go from here but very much so hopefully we can uh, well we will continue to do the best we can to keep people entertained and informed uh you know even if they decide that it's time to shut down the province again truly truly and what i'd like to see is some uh information on the antibody tests like mm-hmm. if you've had it and then uh you know are you going to be able to be, be safe or do yeah. people re-up the disease or are they well, carrying have, it? Yeah, or? there have been some reports of people getting it a second time and that's, yeah. that's the other scary part that and what, what causes disconcerting. that. Disconcerting. <laughs> disconcerting, yes. Yeah, I got the right word right this time. Yes. The, the young fellow who passed away in his sleep, now he was at home social, or uh, so isolating. Right. Uh, worked at that food st- foods distributor in Vancouver and, okay. and yet, you know, who's, who's taking care of the people who are at home alone who are isolating who have it yeah i mean yeah. what's to not stop that and, yeah, and exactly. how do we it's just so overwhelming it of, can be how yes. to do it for sure but well we're uh we got the end of the hour here we made it i thank you for being patient and uh, i hope you enjoyed the show today and we will be coming on tomorrow with afterburner tomorrow morning is uh, it front burner from front, cbc front, news front burner, okay. plus the friday panel perfect Okay, thank you, Reg. Bye for now, everybody. After 9 is a daily presentation of CFIS-FM. After 9 is produced by Alan Wishart, Reg Fair, and Nathan Gita, with guest producer Neil Godbu of the Prince George Citizen. Additional contributors include CBC News and the National Campus and Community Radio Association. For a rebroadcast of today's program, check out the podcast link at cfisfm.ca. To provide feedback or suggestions for the show, please email cfisfm at yahoo.ca. You're listening to CFIS-FM Prince George, a not-for-profit community radio station broadcasting with 500 watts of power at 93.1 on the FM dial. CFIS-FM is owned and operated by the Prince George Community Radio Society.